I don't know. I kind of got into Riley too, but it was to me it seemed like kind of a racing deal. Like I went, it was wheel to wheel. Yeah. So I don't know. I felt bad about it. I kind of questioned whether or not I should have waited. But you know what? Like I've had enough bad races this year. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I don't know. Like don't I get any? Like don't I get one man? I don't can know. I? Can I just get one? Uh, I'm not gonna lie. That was that was kind of my thought this weekend as well. Yeah, that's where when I got the when idea. It came from. down to me. <laughs> This is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex, and uh, with me as always, Will Brinton. And uh, this week, I wanted to talk about the Roarnets a little bit, and then, of course, our team associated Summer Series Round 4. We normally have 6, but we're down to 5 because we have the INS race, so um, it feels long, like a long season, kind of now, but yeah. for some of us, it's over. Like, we don't have to run, you, you, you know, if we don't want to. Right. I don't I don't do that double points gotta be here at the finals sort of thing. I don't I don't see the no. point. So Yeah, like the incentive to come to the finals should be uh the prizes and giveaways. Yeah, the prizes and the awards and everything, you know. Yeah. Like that that's that's your incentive to skip one in the middle if you're going to but make the end. Yeah. You know. So this show as always is brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. Make sure that you mention our show to uh, Don Zoller. Or Aiden Wilson's dad. And you can get yourself $500 lender credit or 0.125 off your interest rate if you get a home loan or refinance. You want to just get into the Roarnats? Because that, that was pretty fun. I actually I actually kept up with it this weekend. I had Sunday off. Um, Gretchen, Gretchen and I um, had the day off together at Emerson Work. So we went downtown, but I brought my phone with me. So I actually kind of like forced her to stop everything we were doing so I could watch some of the mains. <laughs> and uh, I got to watch A1 of... Uh, of two-wheel mod, a four-wheel mod, a stock buggy, a 13.5 stock buggy, and then I watched the A2s of mod, and then I watched, uh, um, I got to watch A3 of two-wheel mod at home, because I was very mm-hmm. interested, because we made it home just in time to watch it on the big TV. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, it didn't seem like there was much drama this year at all, which is great for Roar. You know? I, did you hear anything about anything? I didn't know. No, it was really good. I, there was no, no speed controller, motor drama, anything there. Not that I know of. I mean, it, the, the turnout was decent. Um, the track looked fun, looked hard. It looked a lot. It it looked a lot like, uh, watching the cars. It kind of looked like it it looked like the grip was there, but then in some places it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Just from an outsider looking in, I, there was some spots on the track where it looked like they would they were struggling. Um, like if they got offline, especially. It's, yeah, it, the groove look the groove looked kind of narrow, you know. Yeah, but the but the layout was challenging, which is what I liked. I like I like seeing that. Um, mm-hmm. I liked that they had that triple where you had to run a different line to make it. Mm-hmm. Especially in you stock. couldn't run it. You couldn't run it tight. Yeah, that's I was I was watching the stock guys. I'm like, man, they're going really wide. At the end of the straightaway, and then I realized, oh, well, now I know why they have to go wide because they have to make the triple; otherwise, they're going to be slow. That last jump onto the straightaway, a lot of passes yeah. there, a lot of passes. Did you see a three of forty plus between Al Horn and uh, Brent Brent Thelke? I didn't, dude. No. Brent got him, got around him. Uh, I think, I think after the triple, no, the front, the front double, whatever that was, is that a double in the front or was it a triple? I think it was another triple, right? 
But but you only, yeah it was but that it front jump you only had this much like if you were over here you're way offline you, you only had really this much to jump it and then you hit hit the inside so Brent got him there and then Al Horn got him back on that double coming onto the straightaway it was sick like clean both of them and then and then Brent uh, something happened to him and, and Al Horn got away for a forty plus national championship hell yeah that's pretty cool I, I you know it's you don't really think of Al Horn as the underdog, but he's winning all these 40 plus races and not TQing. He always just gets it done. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. So hopefully, hopefully he's listening. Yeah. Hopefully you're listening now. Just want you to know. Good job. Who else was in? So Brent Dunbar was in the main, uh, all these, all these names that we know that are 40 plus. We're in there. Why are we talking about 40 plus first? I think it's because I brought it up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But uh, of course, Brent, Joe Pillars was in there, which is cool. Um, Chicarello was in there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's kind of neat. So we talked about it last week. I just want to go over mod real fast because you and I had sort of gave some predictions, which, you mm-hmm. know, do we do that a lot? I don't think we do that a lot, do we? Sometimes I think, if, I think if it comes up, we can, we do, I guess. Yeah. Uh, did we both have Dakota and two wheel? I, I said it would, I picked other people because I want to see somebody else. win. No. Because <laughs> Dakota's been winning everything. Yeah. Well, to me, there's a, there's two surprises in this one, but at the same time, not really because it was Dakota and then the two Ryans. Mm-hmm. Like again, it's insane to me. Like Cavalieri had a legit shot to win this thing too. That was nice to see. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, Mayfield, uh, to be honest with you, I kind of, I was curious to see how Ryan would do at, at, at this one, because I feel like his heart is really into eight scale, mm-hmm. but he's a badass RC car driver in everything. So you also can't really count him out in any way, you know? And he also had a shot to win this thing. Which was nuts. Like if Dakota would have had a bad crash and ended up, you know, down there and, and he got in front of Ryan somehow and all that other stuff. Like there's, there was some possibilities of that happening. Um, Aiden Horn, you know, I, I kind of had a feeling I, he's, he's been on fire. So I knew he was there. It was cool to see Aaron Kaufman in the main. Of course, Cole Tollard, he's kind of always there now, isn't he? Yeah. No, um, it's like a, yeah. And then Brock Champlin and then Mason Fuller, dude. So the Fullers went... I, I got a message from Mike because I was I was talking about it uh, on the live CR, live stream. I was asking if they were running the Hot Bodies car yet, mm-hmm. and I got a message from him saying no, they weren't, but they they had to go because they wanted to qualify for the Worlds, which because they take place next year in the states. And I'm oh like, well, yeah, I'm like oh well that makes sense. And has it I don't has it been announced where it might be? No, it's just going to be in the U.S. somewhere. But dude, Mason Fuller making the main. I don't, when's the last time you've seen him run a 10 scale race? I, it's been a while. Like I know the, the, the hobby Haven shootout, right? And that was on an outdoor yeah. track. So does that even count? You know, it's like, wow. I don't know. It's cool to me. So good job, Mason. Mason's my mm-hmm. hero. So I don't know. That was, I think we got, I got, I kind of figured Dakota would be up there top three for sure. I kind of, kind of had a feeling he would stomp everybody. TLR has been on a really big tear this year. When it comes to the Roar Nats, I think he's got a shot to uh, to win the INS overall as well if he goes to the last one, so which would be kind of neat. 
Mm-hmm. And then four wheel drive modified. Um, I was only off by one because I thought it'd be uh, like Dakota Spencer Brock or Brock Spencer Dakota or something like that. And Spencer Rifkin won it in the first two. Yeah, that uh, was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I, I was happy to see Associated get a, a national championship and mod two-wheel or four, both both modified four-wheel classes, actually. Yeah, mod four-wheel. Or both four-wheel classes, not modified, but both 13.5 four-wheel drive and yeah. mod four-wheel. Because, I, I mean, the B74 has been around for a little bit. and mm-hmm. But I, I don't know, man. It's um, It's, again, you just... I was only off by a few like Dakota was fourth and Brock Champlin was fifth, but they were all in the mix. It's just like the track just seemed really hard. And if you made one little error, like the next thing, you know, you're in sixth place, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, Mayfield again, I, you know, getting second and then Aiden Horn getting up there in third. That was really cool. Yeah. They broke the streak too from Dakota and TLR. Mm-hmm. And then Mason Fuller again, getting seventh. And then how about Tater Sontag making the main? Mod four pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I mean, he finished 10th, but you made the main, dude. Mm-hmm. That's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, I'd say so. He's gotten big, too. I haven't seen him in a couple of years, but I've seen pictures of him. I'm like, wow, you got tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, mod truck, we didn't really talk about that, but mod truck was cool. Dustin Evans had a shot for the win, and uh, he was actually leading for a short while in the last main, but I was actually on my mountain bike listening to this. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, so I, I, I've been trying to... Uh, trying to exercise a little bit because I feel really fat and out of shape sometimes. And then, um, my 25th high school reunion is coming up. So I'm trying to like try to slim down a little bit, I guess. I don't know. But uh, I was, so I had, I had this plane while I was on my mountain bike. I went to Blair, their black elk trail. It's real hilly and I uh, had it blaring the whole time, but I was out there by myself. So it didn't bother anybody. Anyways, I was listening mm-hmm. to this main and, uh, Dakota with the win. So Dakota gets two out of three in the mod classes. Dustin Evans, uh, second Spencer Rivkin getting third Ty Tessman. I believe this is the only main he made. Yeah. Uh, finished fourth. And then I, I, I mentioned this as a, maybe a dark horse for making the main, but it was Chase Lemieux. Mm-hmm. And I know, I believe he was in the B two wheel with like Tom Rinderneck. And uh, there was some fast dudes in the B. There's fast dudes in the D. Yeah. Chase doing a good job there. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Aiden Horn, Dave Bada, Dominic Passion was in the mod. A main. And then Cavalier and Cole Tolerant again. Last year's uh, mod truck champ finished 10th this year. It's kind of probably, yeah. kind, of, probably kind of a bummer for, for Cole. But knowing Cole, he probably probably just laughed it off. <laughs> yeah, he's probably like, <laughs> he's like eh, eh. Eh, give me a chocolate milk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cole's like one of the most laid back RC car racers that I know. Mm-hmm. Like I've never really seen him get too rattled at anything. Or even upset. Yeah, no- I've never even seen him be upset that I can remember. Right? Yeah, there isn't a lot that bothers Cole. Uh-uh. That's probably why he's so fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then real quick, um, in two-wheel drive, my pick actually won, Brennan Schimmel. Tyler Jones, second. And I believe he won in a main. I think he won in a main, didn't one of the ones. Maybe not. Third place, Caden Fuller. Nice. So... That's freaking awesome again. I, I, I don't I don't think Caden's... When was the last time we saw Caden at the Plex? Was it last last year? I think so. Other maybe. than I mean, the 8-scale series, but that one, I mean, it doesn't really count because it's 8-scale. So again, just just knocking them out, dude. And uh, man, those two are so fast. It's so fun. 
Maybe maybe when uh, Hot Bodies releases their cars, we'll get them back for the summer series. Maybe that'd be cool. That would be cool. Uh, Mason Templeman, he was at our place, finished fourth. That Logan Thompson was fifth. Sammy Moran sixth. Uh, Chase Raymond, he's one of the two really fast Raymond bros, right? Think so, yeah. And then uh, Doug La, La Riviere. Ian Crawford, Derek Stevenson. Ian Crawford's been to the Plex before with uh, Tom when they came. I think it was the first summer series race? Or was it the ProTech race? I can't remember. Probably the ProTech race. Yeah. And then uh, 13 5 four-wheel drive. Uh, my pick got second. I thought Brennan would be unstoppable. Um, but Doug LaRivier destroyed everybody. I think he won the first two. He was TQ and he won the first two mains. So it's cold as ice out there. Nice. Um, Brennan did get second. Caden Fuller qualified seventh, finished third again. So two two podiums for Caden in the stock classes. Nice. It's freaking sick, dude. Tyler Patton now made the main up there. He qualified fourth, finished eighth. So kind of a rough finish, but still making the main at the Nats is nothing to be, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, no, it's upset pretty about. awesome. You know, and if it, I didn't look at the totals, but I'm pretty sure 13, five wheeler probably would have been one of the bigger, one of the bigger classes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> shout out to Austin horn for winning short course. Nice. The, uh, the 10, they actually had 10 short course trucks. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot. I don't think there's been that many in a long time. They had a juniors national championship named Ethan Hoskins. So that was pretty cool. They had eight, eight juniors. And then masters, Alan Horn, Brent Thelke, Brian Dunbar, top three. Joe Pillars, Kevin King, uh, Paul Ciccarello, Sean Blackwell, Kurt Wanger was in there. Mike, uh, oh, I'm going to kill his last name. Tuntakic? Tunt. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chris Race, Raceless, right? Racellas? Racellas, Raceless. I don't know. It is what it is. What'd you think of the Nats then? Let's skip back the results and go there. I thought it looked good. I thought it looked fine. I didn't see any issues with it. I mean, there definitely wasn't any crying online about anything. Nope. Know that. Nope. Not so at all. That's a, that's always a good weekend for Roar, right? Yeah. And they were running the TDK stuff for the uh, mm-hmm. for the sauce. And uh, what you think about that last that that uh, was it A two? We're Dakota. A2 Ahmad. Yeah, we're Dakota. And, and uh, how does Ryan? How is Ryan able to land like that? That's I I, if you I watch re, I rewatch a video over and over and over again. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Like re, like Ryan had the inside, went for the block pass, pushed out, collected Dakota. Dakota got knocked. Didn't wreck. Go went the other way. Ryan rode the wall, jumped the wall, went upside down, landed on his wheels, and then proceeded to both go towards the line. And the some people were kind of uh, confused about this. So, what do you do if there's a tie? Well, it's only a tie on the screen for the for the down to the what is it thousands, mm-hmm. tens was it tens hundreds thousands. But then it goes to the next decimal point, but it just doesn't show it on the screen. Yeah, I mean, I was one of those guys. Oh, were you? Oh, you were, weren't yeah, you? You're I, like, what I do you do if there's you. a tie? That was exactly what I texted you. <laughs> I forgot. You don't don't treat me like a moron. I'm on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but it goes down. It goes down to that that uh, that next decimal. It just doesn't show it on the screen. Is all. Yeah. So the computer, I, the scoring system knows. 
Yeah, if you're stupid like me and ask stupid questions. That- no, it's not a stupid question. It wasn't a stupid <laughs> oh, question. Oh, no, it was a dumb question. <laughs> but anyway. I was actually referring to the, all the comments that were on the J Concepts uh, comment section on the video they posted. Oh, I Because there was a lot of that. There was also a lot of, a lot of shit talk. Like Ryan's at it again and that sort of thing. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. He's at he's on one again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, it's There's funny. like forty some comments of that sort of thing on there. They both ended up on their wheels. Who cares? If you watch Ryan's car in the air, he's definitely like driving it, trying to get it to land flat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and that's just gotta be second nature. Yeah. Well, I've seen that before with him. Uh, the Dirt Nitro Challenge I went to, the Truggy mm-hmm. Main between him and, I think it was Tessman. I think it was him and Tessman at first, and then it ended up being him and uh, um, uh, Tebow at the end. But there was a corner jump, and Ryan hit it and caught the pipe or something. His truck was literally upside down, and he managed to save it and land on its wheels, and the whole place went crazy. Mm. You know, uh, I've seen that with him before. So, But that was just pretty neat, and the fact that they got it on video. Um it's pretty awesome. Hey, he's just a stud. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. He's just yeah. good. He's just good. Uh, I don't really have much to say about the Nats other than that. It was fun to watch. It was fun to 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 catch one finally and not be at work and mm-hmm. have, like try to ignore people and so I could watch yeah. the race or have it playing on the have it playing. I've had it before. I've like had live RC on the on the store computer before while while people were trying to you know ask me why their Arma Centon stopped working or something like that. You should just get a, a TV and a Roku stick for the store. And when those races are on, you should just watch them at the store. They should just be on. Mm. Yeah. You know, I mean, why not? Yeah. That's why everybody's there for most people. And it's good for promotion for people who want to like, this is like the top tier of racing. Do you want to do this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I could see that for sure. Or just replay the, and replay the live stream and all that stuff. Summer series. Well, we had, 177 entries, 89 drivers, their lowest turnout of the year. I'm actually okay with that. That was great. <laughs> we got done at a pretty reasonable time. Seemed like today was just through and through pretty quick. Yeah. I was pretty happy. I thought so. I like the track changes. Do you like track changes? I thought it was fine. I like the uphill. That remind neat. me of the remind me of the 2009 uh Nats kind of layout like where there's that uphill and like turn and back down on that one one eighty, kind of like just like you're trying to drive up a hill i was i is that that layout i think it is could be i it was something we haven't done an off camber anything in a long time mm-hmm. my original thought was for that to be completely off camber and like there was there was not going to be at the bottom like it was going to be um just a diagonal line all the way down to the next pipe but it didn't really work out that way and i didn't want to destroy any more of the track to make it that way so i just sort of went with what i had yeah, I was calling it the Hill of Misery, Hill but of misery. I, just could, I just couldn't think of a funny name, so that was it. When I was doing doing the announcing. Kind of stuck, though. Mm-hmm. The Hill of Misery. <laughs> a lot of people are happy the whoops were gone, so. Yeah. That's okay, you know? Yeah. Whoops might be, whoops might be kind of over for a while. I think I've done enough whoops for a while. Yeah. I think for the eight-scale track, I'm going to try more, obviously, bigger jumps, maybe a little bit of finesse. I might try to trying to make something i plan on running some fridays with uh at least one of my two cars at either four-wheel drive or two-wheel drive just to keep the chops up just to basically have it practice yeah you know i'd be willing to run some fridays here and there 
And I think that uh, um, I'll probably just run two-wheel mod on carpet. Yeah, that's all I would run. I that's all I ever did run. Yeah. Oh, I ran four-wheel. I don't, I don't want to run my four-wheel on carpet. Yeah. I don't want to touch my four-wheel. My four-wheel is so awesome, I don't want to change anything. I like my truck. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't change a thing on your truck. So that was the track changes are pretty cool. Um, I actually have a track change coming up for the last one too. It's going to kind of we're it's we're still going to go the same direction we're going. We're going to flip the direction for the for the eights go guys because coming up the opposite direction on pit lane is really bad. Mm-hmm. Just put that out there. It's awful. And then until we get a new pit lane, we're supposed to be working with um, uh, Pavel's dad again to uh, to get an all new pit lane at some point this year. That'll be nice. Yeah. But until then, I think what I'm going to do is go get some green, um, like turf carpet and I'm going to carpet the exit of pit lane altogether. Yeah. That'd be nice. Instead of having it be all crumbly like it is now, that's stinks. That's, that's, and that's how people crash coming out of pit lane too, is they, they spin their tires and they end up in the wall being turned. Yeah. And that's not fun. I was, I was, uh, said the hobbyplex was the home of the world's worst pit lane. No doubt, dude. I well, yeah, I mean I've I've been to tracks with worse pit lanes, but the fact that ours is up, you gotta come up to it no matter what you do. And it's skinny, you know, it's a little skinnier than than it needs to be, and it's a little it's a little high now. I think I think a little bit lower pit lane's probably gonna be better. And then because it'll make the ramp coming up to it a lot less um jammer you know mm-hmm. so that's been on the that's been on the burner for a while we'll, we'll see if it actually materials and materializes into something we'll, we'll see yeah but uh until then the next track change is going to be pretty fun i think and uh it'll be it'll be another a way to kind of get that dirt kind of churned up a bit and kind of get it reset so and then i gotta put the oval back in at some point mm. yeah those guys will like it so got a lot of work to do coming up yeah i need like a full day too to tear down all the jumps for the carpet and get them all fixed yeah last year they took a beating i mean there there there's some jumps that really just basically need to be torn completely apart and rebuilt i gotta tell tim i just need just give me a day like just schedule me for a day like like a like a wednesday or a thursday or even a sunday where i can just come in and just pull those down and you know figure out what materials i need and just repair them all mm-hmm. and uh yeah plus we got one roll of gray carpet left that i want to cut up and use for the use for the tops of them mm-hmm. so we shall see how that works out yeah that'd be nice super chat before we get moving on to the results here uh steve rc with a super chat so like i said if you guys want a question or got want a response right away give us some money super yeah, chat us more more money. How much More is money. it for? Ten bucks. Uh, Margie put me down for five dollars. Do you accept cash? Uh, he says thanks for your help identifying the diff issue with Alex's car. Who? Steve Eichler. So to who? To me. Oh, I actually helped somebody. All right. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, no, it, well, I was watching his car. He was struggling because I sold him a radio, sold him my MT44 for hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and uh, they finally put it in this week, and I got it all. Got it all lined up for him. I got uh, the endpoints all done and all that stuff. And uh, the, he said that Alex was struggling, that he wasn't sure if he liked it or not. And so I'm like, okay, well, here's your dual rate. If you think you have too much steering or your response, we can always go, turn down the speed. 
which it looks like they did. They had some help. I think Dalton Conrad was helping with that. But then I looked and somebody messed with his endpoints and they turned his endpoints all the way up to 150%. Oh, yuck. Right. And so I'm like, no, 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 you can't do that. You have to set, put your endpoints where I put them at. I'm like, you just look down over the car and when you get maxed out, just bring it back a few digits. So we redid that. And then I'm watching his car and it, uh, you could tell something was wrong with it. Like I just watching his rear tires and they weren't working right. I'm like, I bet you your diff's blown, right? And so I grab his car and I turn his diff and sure enough, it's just garbage. And so I said, look, dude, you just need to rebuild your diff. I bet you, I bet you all your problems will be solved. The same thing happened to Emerson last round with his truck. All of a sudden his truck, it was just hot garbage. And he's like, I don't know what to do, dad. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, let me see it. And I turned, I turned his rear wheels. I'm like, well, dude, your diff is trash. Let's, let's get it out. I actually had a brand new diff built and ready to go. So I put it in there and he went out and sure enough, he's like, yeah, that was it. Fix my, fix the truck. And so he took him back out there and, and, uh, sure enough, he picked up like 10 seconds a lap. Hmm. So Steve, uh, he also says, will help me with, uh, the spur gear as well. Yeah. 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 I get, I get yeah, five yeah, bucks. Yeah, I get yeah, five, five bucks. bucks. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. All right. Results. Let's talk results, dude. Plex spec a main. This one was pretty rad. I got to say it was all buggies and there was all the players, like all the players that are in Plex spec this year. Here they were. They were in this main event. I thought, because Ryan Nemec was your TQ, and I thought to myself, okay, if Ryan can somehow TQ and win, or TQ and first, or, or I mean, sorry, TQ and get a second, and Grayson, who qualified seventh, stays down there, Plexpec's going to be wide open for the finals, right? Uh, that is not how this happened. So, it was actually, I believe, Lily Kaziski was leading for a little while. Um, there might have been quite a few lead changes, actually. Um, but from the seventh spot, Grace and Stevie ended up winning this race. Nice. And with that win, he locks up a Plexbeck uh, championship. Did he really? Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Gonna get his picture on the wall. Gonna, gonna get, get that picture. big plaque. Now, and Everything that's coming to him. $5 off a of baked ham. Uh, it'll be great. <laughs> and he's not allowed to race Plexbeck anymore. Oh, yeah. Mm, gonna, yeah so oh, he'd be racing with his dad. In yeah. In independent buggy, maybe. So that'd be good seeing him at 21.5 on the carpet, I think. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. And then Ariana Smith qualified third. She finished second. I think she actually led a lap or two. I think Bentley Ratty actually led a lap or two as well, even though he didn't. He finished fourth. But And then Alex Eichler from the sixth spot ended up finishing third. I know he led a lap or two. And it was right at the end, and I was like, I was kind of rooting. I don't know if anybody could tell. I was kind of rooting for Alex because that would have been pretty freaking cool if, if Eichler had won that. Mm-hmm. But still cool to get third, especially after qualifying, you know, kind of rough, you know, in that sixth spot. Yeah, definitely. Um, but podiums for those three. Bentley Raddy, again, he qualified second, was leading maybe a lap or two. Lily was there. Um, Isabella McMullen, I think, led early, if I remember correctly. Because uh, your, your TQ went, like, from first to tenth. I think on the second lap, I felt really bad for him. Mm. Um, and then, uh, so Ryan Nemec was seventh. Levi Voth was eighth. Emily Bagley ninth. Stella Marillo was 10th. And Jameson Conrad was 11th. We took 11 cause there was 20, 20 cars. And so I feel like when, when, I feel like when that happens as a race director, I can save us a heat if I fudge an extra car in there and make 11. So there was nine and then bump two. And then there was an 11 car B main as well. So it, instead of having a, like a four car C main, you know, we can save the heat. 
yeah by doing that so stadium truck was next and uh you got your fourth tq and win of the year yeah a perfect season yep you only need to make four out of five and you won all you tq'd and won all four this was probably the closest anybody's been to you though i will say oh yeah in qualifying for sure yeah tommy was right there tommy tommy could have tq'd it wasn't for a bobble or two in the in the last qualifier yeah he ran uh silver compound slicks and i ran uh gold with some tread on the front and slicked out in the rear and i just i never changed that like i that's just what i like on that truck yeah unless like except in virginia and the i did not want to change that because like i it's worked it's paid off every time like at the uh, INS when I won INS mm-hmm. um, and I would have TQ'd INS had my truck not shut off, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, before the main, I walked around, everybody was running slicks. Like every, every, everybody in the top, top six that could have beat me was running slicks. I walked around. It's like, dude, I just don't see it. And I was talking to uh, oh, Kyle Holmberg and he was like, I want you to run those tires because I'm going to beat you if you run those tires. I was like, no, okay. Anyway, um, like I'm gonna stick to the program. Like I know this works. I can drive this for eight minutes with no crashes. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what happened in INS. Everybody crashed out. Mm-hmm. The like even uh, Dominic because they're, they're he was faster. Like it was definitely a faster cho- tire choice. But I went with the I went with the tried and true. Emerson had a pair of slicks ready to go, brand new silver slicks, and uh, he didn't race this weekend. So I guess we'll save him for the last one. Yeah, I had a I have a set. I tried him. And uh, I practice in the morning and I was like, eh, I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They're not working now. So I'm not going to try them later. You know, well, you got it done. Get your picture on the wall for the first time in a little while. Yeah. Since 2013 in 10 scale. You got one in eight scale, didn't you? Is that 19? Yeah, I believe so. 18, 19 that winter. Um, yeah. I won uh, electric eight scale. Tommy Smith got second. Logan Prismanis qualified third, finished third. Um, I don't, I don't think he made the main last time. He was struggling last round, so nice to see him back up there. Justin Stevie got a good finish from the eight spot to the four. Um, Brian Burns uh, not going to get a three-time Stadium Truck champ. He's uh, uh, finished fifth in this one in front of Brian Cox, David Fast, Connor Herrick, and then Tyler Fleming, uh, Nick Sneathan, and T.J. Williams. Truck was another one where we took eleven. I didn't really notice it. Um, Brian and Justin were kind of having their race and I was uh, like, I caught up to him and I was like, well, I don't know. Brian probably needs the points. So I wasn't going to try to pass Brian. I was just going to let him catch uh, Justin. He reeled him in, but I think he ended up making a mistake and Justin ended up finishing ahead of him. But yeah, it was kind of one of those things. It's like, I'm going to hang back and just let, let these guys race. Cause I don't have to get through. You don't get, you don't even get to run the last one if you don't want to. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to like I, the thing is, is like if somebody else can TQ and win, you know, and not to say I would again, but if I did, yeah, um, you know, I'm taking that point that somebody might need to finish second, you know, away from there's, them or something. There's so. one point, I believe, between Tommy and Emerson and one point between Emerson and Brian. Yeah. For second. Yeah. So that's gonna be pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, I think it would be good to bow out or, you know, just to let let everybody else kind of race without me sucking up a point that's valuable or even a finishing position. You know, if one of those guys win and I finish second, well, the guy that could have finished second and ended up getting second points, you know? Yeah. 
for instance. I mean, that could happen. Mod four-wheel drive is going to be interesting for the finals. I'll, we'll get to that here in a little bit. But um, uh, Ethan Delaire TQ'd mod four-wheel drive. Yeah. Unfortunately, his main kind of went didn't go that his way at all. But uh, Yeah, I think his car shut down. Yeah. A battery let go or something. Alex Vanderbeek finds a way to win yet again. He tends to do that, even if he's having a bad day at qualifying. Somehow, he's always there at the end. So, okay. Got the win. Um, Drew Rubin King finished second, and Mason Herrick finished third. It's kind of like a broken record for the top three. It, it's it's usually at least two out of those three all the time in whatever order. I mean, you could you could you know when you throw Aiden Olsen in there and and uh, and Ethan in there. That's kind of who our mod guys are at the moment. It's 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 all kind of those five or six for sure, and then you've got everybody else who can have their who can have their shot at it as well. Um, Aiden Olson uh, finished fourth. Caden Bairdine, I think, with his best finish that I can remember in in mod. Maybe he got a third in there at some point. I can't remember. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But anyways, a fifth still really good. Same thing for Brandon Carney. Um, sixth, Mac Vanderbeek uh, decided to run mod four because Owen wasn't there, so he's running Owen's car. Uh, finished seventh, Mitchell Pavel, Tom Smith, and then Ethan Dallaire uh, was out at the seven-minute mark. I think the thing for Caden and Brandon, I might be wrong about this, those are two, for the last couple of years, have been kind of carpet racers, right? Mm-hmm. And then Brandon, Brandon raced a full season of eight scale, and before that, I know he raced the entire summer series, but he was, he was, you know, coming from carpet to dirt. And I think that, I think that now that our track, now that we're all doing it, and we're running slicks, I think I think that benefits those guys that are that oh, are yeah. that are more carpet racers. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's just my opinion. Yeah, it could be. Either way, they both had a good day. Independent buggy was next. Well, independent's really fun to watch these guys. Just regular people. Mm-hmm. A lot of our younger kids, you know, no sponsors. One day, maybe some of these guys will have some sponsors eventually. I think, but. Uh, at for right now, it's just people who like coming to the track. These are the ones that race week on week on week. And uh, Daniel Bender, dude, I'm pretty sure he's locked in for the win here in Independent Buggy. I'll double check it when we get there. But uh, Bender qualified second, but finished first. Uh, Jace Peterson finished second. Logan Prismanis um, qualified eighth, finished all the way up to third. Keaton Roddy was fourth. Dalton Conrad was fifth. TJ Williams was sixth. Connor House was seventh. Dave Kaziski was eighth. Poteet was ninth. And Andrew Thomas qualified third but finished tenth. But here's the thing. So Jace isn't really in the points. Neither really is Logan. I mean, Logan's in the points, but he's not like in the points. Yeah. So, and actually Keaton Raddy's not really either. They missed too many rounds, I think. So (laughs) that that first place to fifth is the next person that was in that points battle for the win overall. Like that kind of sealed the deal. (laughs) <laughs> really having having those buffers in between Bender and everybody else I think really p- finally put a fork in this class otherwise it very well might have gone to the next one well good for Daniel yeah that's awesome for Daniel he's uh very meticulous yeah that's one way to put it <laughs> so good job Bender I'm also glad he doesn't text me at like Midnight anymore. Yeah, I mean, he too. hasn't for a little while, I guess. I don't know. It was getting real easy to shut off notifications <laughs> there for a little while. <laughs> I never did. Um, 
40 plus mod was next and uh i got a tq and a win um tom smith finished second and mac vanderbeek third it's it, it would really come down to those three for us um something really stupid would have had to happen this round for me to lose the points chase you know and it almost did actually because in the middle of this race I bounced off that center pipe coming up to the, the little drop down. And, yeah. and there, that's like the worst place to do that because there's not a marshal until you get over here, over here and over here. Like it's, it's, it's one of the worst places to crash because the, there's no good place to put a marshal near that spot. And so, um, Tommy and Mac all got in front of me. I think Ken was also right behind him. Maybe it was Brent Riley, but for a second there, I was in third and I was like, okay, well let's just regroup, get back in there. And then literally that next 180. I got beside Tommy on the triple and passed him. And then I got beside Mac coming into the double doubles and I ran my car straight along the pipe through the double doubles and Mac and I touched midair and then everybody crashed while that was going on. And somehow I landed on my wheels and sort of like in the loose stuff too, which, so I was sitting there trying to get my car to not spin out while I went over this, the last double and I saw open track and I saw Tommy was off to the side. And I'm like, Oh, I got the lead back freaking sweet. And then I went and I just didn't make any more mistakes after that. And, uh, that's one of those where you're like, I've had such a bad string of luck for a while in some of these mains, the, the ones that count like the pro tech race, like the pro tech yeah. race. I had bad tires in the main. So I went from TQ to fourth just because of the tire selection was the wrong choice. Yeah, you know, and then we can go over the INS races and and even last year's forty plus mains, a couple just didn't just had some really terrible luck. So the fact that that happened at that moment with my car pointed in the right direction and carnage and stuff all going on around me, and I was able to drive away from that, I was like, you know, at some point you kind of feel like you're owed one. Yeah, you I know. know. I know. So I'm feeling. like, so I'm like, <laughs> ah, okay, I'm just gonna go, and because uh, I don't think I don't think I necessarily caused anything. I think I think there's not a lot you can do about midair side to side contact. I just there's not a whole lot you can do about it. No, you know. So my car landed in the right way. Yeah, kind of like Ryan Mayfield's. You know. Yeah, you're like Ryan Mayfield. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, the track was really hard. Do you agree? I thought the I thought the track was really hard there in the mains. It's because of how much grip we had, we had at the main. Buttloads of grip. Cra crazy amount of grip. And my stuff was weird. It took a couple laps. It took like three or four laps for maybe the tires to heat up or something. But I didn't mm -hmm. have, I felt like I didn't have any side bite. So oh, I had really? Be, I had to be very delicate with my stuff for a couple laps. But then after that, it was fine. So I, I just, I survived the couple, the first couple laps and I was pulling away and then I doinked it. But then after I doinked it and all that, all that stuff happened in the middle of the race, after that, everything was fine. The car was good. You know, I still had to drive somewhat safe, obviously, but I mean, the track is, if you weren't careful, you could flip your car over pretty darn easily, even with glue in my front sidewalls. I ran glue way up the sidewalls on mine before the main. I'm glad I did. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, my, my car is like a cat on Velcro. I wish that I would have... Uh, uh, lowered my car a little bit more. I think I yeah. could have got gotten away with 18 ride height instead of 19. So I ran 19. I think 18 would have been good. Not quite carpet ride height, like 14, 13. 
but it was down there. I've been thinking about ways to maybe relegate that, and I'm I'm gonna try some stuff um, this weekend. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, Tom Smith got second, which helps him out a little bit when it comes to the points. And uh, Mac Vanderbeek got third. Um, Ken Peterson uh, with a good finish this weekend. Brent Riley, Brian Burnt, David Peevler, Brian Cox, Corey Tannehill making the main, and David Fast. I mean, it's kind of all the names in the 40-plus crowd. Um, who's turning 40 soon? Is there anybody? Because there's a big gap between me and you, obviously. And, and uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of anybody out there that's that's in their 30s right now, that's that's or high 30s that's that races, and I can't think. Yeah. Or who would anybody that would want to race 40 plus like Seth Curtis could race 40 plus, but he doesn't want to. Why? He wants to race mod. He wants to race regular mod. He can run both. Yeah, he could. But um, like Dave Alberico, Alberico doesn't want to race 40 plus. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anybody else. I don't know. I think it's like us- Lance could run it, but he doesn't, uh, he doesn't run it. Justin Stevie might be the next one. If he's not over 40 yet. Yeah. I don't think he's over 40. That's true. So I think, I think like I think Justin Stevie would be your next next guy. Mm. I'll have to ask around. <laughs> Let's move on to two wheel mod. Uh, Drew Rubin King with a TQ and a win. And him and Alex were laughing afterwards while they were getting their podium shots. He's like, "I finally beat you in two wheel mod." So there you go, Rubin King getting it done. Yeah, thought that was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Alex Vanderbeek again qualified fourth, but pulled out a second out of his butt. And uh, Mason Herrick. So it was Drew, Ma- Drew, Alex, and Mason again. Top three, um, kind of in that order. Ethan Delaire got a four. Um, you qualified really high. You had a really good day of qualifying. Yeah, I did. I, I, I had a great time running two wheels weekend. You I finished really fifth. Did. I mean, it's mid pack. I'm. I think you're. I think you're looking to get Dude, fifth out of the whole thing. There's so so many fast guys. Like I'm fine as long as I'm in the mix. Yeah. And I was in the mix. I was up to second twice. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you were. What the heck? Yep, that's true. Know. And I wrecked by myself both times. So what do you do? Yeah. And it's just because I was o- I was overdriving. Like, I was just driving too hard. And uh, my, like, with slicks, my car, like, just, even on, like, the second lap, my car cut an edge and, like, just hooked the re- the outside front tire and spun out. I think I, I hit the paint on that, uh, on that 180 or whatever. My car just, like, snapped. Mm. And it's like everybody went around me. And I, I don't think I went that far back. Then something else happened. I got second again. Yeah. So I was like, that's a, that's a great day. You know, those, those guys are all like national level drivers and I'm out there racing with them. You know, it's fine. Speaking of a good day, Caden Barrington again, qualified eighth, barely made the main, finished sixth, moved up a few spots. Um, Aiden Olson was seventh. Riley Filbert was eighth. Brandon Carney got the bump, finished ninth. And Tommy's, Tom Smith uh, got the bump, finished 10th. So uh, Drew led the whole way. And... That has points implications. I'll talk about that here in a little bit too. I'm, I think I'm going to race two wheel mod next round. I'm not going to race 40 yeah. plus. And I'm not going to race four wheel. I'm just going to race two wheel mod one class. Just, 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 just to put myself in there. I'm just going to race two wheel. Cause I'm, I'm not going to, Hey, we'll have a, a, one of our old fashioned Catalina wine mixers. We should know? have like a, like a hobby plex, uh, uh, like a hobby plex pot. Yeah. So people can, people yeah. can bet on us. And, yeah. So like uh, the winner gets the money. How about we do this? Put in some super chats and, and make sure you mark it, like label it, uh, with your, with your comment, uh, for the, for the hobby plex show pot. And then, and then, and then whoever, whoever finishes higher gets the pot. 
Yeah, what what's your predictions? <laughs> who, who's gonna who's gonna be beat who? Oh, I'm totally you know? gonna beat you. You think so? Oh, absolutely. It could happen. It's happened before. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna beat you. Like oh, okay. <laughs> But uh um, yeah, we we, we want to know what you think. What yeah, we want to know. Yeah, put it. Put your do, say. That's it. Say, uh, give us a super chat. Put your pot. Put your prediction with the, uh, and we'll add it to the pot. We'll do it that way. Yeah. So we got we got how many? So we're not doing the first of the month. So we got next week's podcast. We're off, and then another podcast. So I think we got two podcasts before the next summer series race. Okay. To figure that out. Yeah. Or you, yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, but we can't take it like super seriously. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I won't take it super seriously. <laughs> oh, we can't take it super seriously now? Oh, okay. God. Oh, okay. Oh, What's the point? Yeah. All right, so you hear that, Hobbyflex watchers? Just make it like 99 cents. Try Just try to build up a, a Hobbyflex show mod pot. Yeah, mod pot. <laughs> mod pot. Catalina wine mixer pot. Catalina wine mixer pot. Okay, uh, moving on. Um, thirteen five four wheel drive. I got another TQ and win. Tyler Patnaud was at the Nats. Cole Hendrickson wasn't here, so my thirteen five car is really good, and it's really fast. It looks good. I'm pretty stoked about going to this Hoosier race because I want to be in the mix with thirteen five. There's sixty something thirty thirteen five cars at this race coming up. I like racing forty plus mod. It's something. It's something to like shoot for. But I always wanted to race. I always like racing another class where there's a lot of cars and a lot of talent, whether it be 13.5 or Mod or Montula or anything like that. And so, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I didn't quite lap the field. Bradley and Easton um, finished ahead of me. Um, they didn't get the extra lap, but uh, they were in front of me. And I was letting, I was, I was kind of letting them race because they were, they were battling for their final podium spot positions. So Bradley Peterson qualified second, finished second. Easton McCormick had to bump. And then finished third. So Easton did really good. Super chat. We just got our first. Uh, Catalina Wine Mixer Super Chat. Yeah. Peter Renault gave us five bucks Canadian, which is like $4.20. So as they say in Canada, peace out. Ironically, it says for some pot. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so yeah, so Easton, really good job. Uh, I, they were, they were struggling the McCormick's are struggling with grip and I'm like, dude, they're trying to run slicks and they're like, slicks ain't working. And I'm like, well, did you have, are you running TDK? And he's like, no. And I'm like, dude, you've got to run some of that tire sauce. And so they did. Yeah. And all of a sudden they were both fast. So it was like, bam, it works yeah. now. Yeah. I'm telling you. Orlando Martinez qualified fourth, finished fourth. He had a good day. Brett Nelson also good day. Finished fifth, um, qualified fifth, fin- finished fifth. Um, Peevler was sixth. Ken Peterson was seventh. Dalton Conrad making the main. In 13.5 with uh, TJ Williams, they finished 8th and ninth, and then Ashton McCormick uh, finished 10th. I don't know. It was pretty fun to race 13.5 this year. I haven't, I haven't uh, done a full season on 13.5 before. I ran a couple, couple a couple years ago when Ryan Harris came up that one time. Yeah. I just, I just wanted, to, I wanted to be on a TV. So, <laughs> so I, I, I ran 13.5 wheeler that day. Super chat. Steve RC just puts in two two bucks for the hobby flex spots we're up to like we're up to like six dollars nice heck yeah heck yeah uh mini truggy mini truggy was uh interesting so logan persmanis was going for the perfect score as well 
and he shut down with like a minute left to go. His truck quit. Devastation. Devastation. So he got 15 at 7.05. His truck was dead on the triple. It like rolled into the triple and couldn't go anymore. Huh. So all of a sudden, the battle for second that was going on became a battle for the lead. And so any one of these three guys uh, could have been there um, in the top spot, but Tyler Fleming ended up driving away from those guys. Um, Don Drews finished second and John Haas finished third. And that was your podium for mini truggy. Ronnie Wint from the eight to the four. Very good finish for him. Uh, Kurt Benson hasn't been here in a little while, so he finished fifth. Um, again, seventh to five. And that's good. Bryson Pavlo was sixth. Jake Poteet was seventh. Uh, Jake Conrad was eighth. Uh, again, Prismanis uh, ended up finishing ninth and Sarah Carney was 10th. And again, we had two full heats and mini truggy. That class just keeps on going. And uh, I got to decide. I'm I'm probably going to get one again. Maybe mini for the winter series. I I don't really want to race anything at the winter series. I kind of I'm I'm kind of in this ten scale mode again. Yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of I'm kind of trying to find another race to go to in the winter time. Because mm-hmm. now that now that Hutch Hutch is gone, there's no Fall Classic and there's no Salt City Classic, and those are two mm-hmm. races that I always went to. So now I'm like, well. I, I want to find somewhere to go race dirt. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to look at it. Depends on how much money I have too. I'm spending a lot of money on traveling this year. So I might, might take a little break from the whole travel thing. <laughs> the next one I'm doing is Arizona. Yep. So yep. We're there. That's it for me. I still got to get my plane ticket for that one. Yeah, you do. Hopefully I haven't waited too long. Have I waited too long? No. No, I just, uh, I caught it right when I caught it the day that Southwest released those flights. So, I mean, I hope I'm going to keep my eye on it, but I hope, I hope I don't miss sign up. Like, I hope they announce it like they, like Hoosier did and like we did because I could, I mean, I pay a thousand bucks for three plane tickets for nothing. Oh yeah. Like what? They don't have it. No. Like what if they, what if I miss their registration and it fills up before I can get in there? Oh, I think you'll be fine. I think, I think, I think so too. I think we'll be okay. Um, all right, last one. And then we'll, we'll go over some points and then, and then we'll take some questions and stuff. If you got them, uh, TQ and win for Riley Filbert in expert stock. Technically he's going for a perfect score as well. He missed the first round, but since then he's TQ and one every, every single one. So, uh, um, he's officially not locked in yet, you know, but we'll, we'll go over that here in a minute. Uh, Brent Riley, uh, with a solid second, Ken Peterson with a solid third, Bradley Peterson's fourth, Connor Herrick fifth, um, Ashley McCormick um, sixth, Peevler was seventh, Brent Nelson was eighth, Orlando Martinez dropped down a little bit after qualifying pretty well, and then in ninth, and then Corey Tannehill was tenth. And uh, not much to say about this race, Riley just sort of drove away. And that's that. That was a good bunch of mains. So my goal for next round is to have our set our new separate computer up. So what happened at the Plex was um, we only had one club race computer and then my laptop. And I often will use the second computer as a backup um, in the parent child mode. So that if something weird ever happens, I got that, especially on the nitro side, I don't really worry about it with the summer series. It's never really, it's only shut down once, but that was a long time ago. Um, but in the winter series, I mean, if you're like, if there's like six minutes left in the pro nitro a main and, and something like it freezes up and locks up or something like that. Like for me, that's like my worst nightmare and it actually happened last year. So, um, well now we have a, a new club race computer and I have that old computer just kind of sitting there. 
it's still perfectly fine. It's a little slow. So what I'm going to do is uh, get everything set up and I will have, um, hopefully, our mains uh, next round live streamed from start to finish. So I don't have to, because then I don't have to use my phone. That'll be the thing for uh, the winter series and for uh, the summer series going forward. So I want to go over points since we're here on the topic of uh, summer series. Also, I uh, should be starting to get some uh, some more stuff for the uh, giveaways here pretty soon. Is uh, Associated sending kits again? They are. She said that they were on order, so they'll probably show up this week. Nice. So um, I'll take pictures of all that. I got to get up to date on the sponsors, ProLine and uh, Motive. Paul Amuse sent a buttload of stuff. It's pretty pretty cool. And nice. I, have, I have commitments from 175RC, Exotech, uh, 1UP Racing, um, J Concepts, um, uh, AKA obviously team associated. So should be a pretty good year for giveaways. Yeah. So, uh, be sure to email the customer service email telling associate. Thanks. Yes. For all the prizes and every, uh, the, at least one person in each class gets a kit if you showed up for all the rounds. So it's a pretty big deal to get car kits Yeah, for uh, giveaways. So, and think about, again, I bring this up every year, but we've been doing it that way. That was, so when I was running races in Lincoln, I always wanted to do something like what we have at the Plex. It just never really materialized. We could never get enough people to, to go to that track. I think a lot of it was because it was outside and it's always hot, you know, in the middle of summer, you know, the, the track would get torn up a lot, that sort of thing. So, um, so I always wanted to do something down there. Well, then when I got hired at the Plex, you know, I was constantly, constantly on the phones and on the email for like all summer. Just come on, you got to give us something, got to give us something, got to give us something. And it's amazing that I was able to work all that out I remember one, one, one summer series. I I had hot bodies committed to giving stuff, but I could never get a response back from them like halfway through the summer. And then magically the week before the summer series ended, three kits showed up. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I I can't believe this worked out. And team associates just made it so much easier. Oh yeah. No, I mean like it's kind of real, like not, not a lot of places get that kind of stuff. So we're pretty lucky. Yeah. Um, all right, expert four wheel drive points. Let's start. Um, so I have four hundred three points. Uh, the highest Bradley can get is three hundred ninety four. So I don't have to run next time. Um, Bradley's got a pretty big lead over Easton for second. So Easton McCormick in third. Easton is one point ahead of David Peevler. Then there's a little gap to Chad Rubin King. Um, in fifth, Orlando Martinez is one point behind him and tied with Tyler Canine. Tyler wasn't there this weekend either. That was another person that wasn't there. Um, tied with Tyler Canine. So that, that fifth, sixth, and seventh will come down to the last one. And Ashton McCormick is only one point behind them. So actually fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Uh, Connor Herrick's a few points back. And Daniel Bender right now is on the 10th spot. He's two points ahead of TJ Williams. For wow. that 10th and final um, award, season-long award. It's pretty rad. There are right now 36 people eligible for a car kit. Wow. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It'd be cool if I won one because I want to give it away to somebody. Yeah. In stadium truck, um, you have 404 points. The highest Tommy can get is 396. So, uh, again, you're locked in. Uh, Tom Smith right now is got has two points. I'm wrong. He's got two points over Emerson, and Emerson has two points over Brian Burnt. Okay. So it's not as close as I thought, but uh, still, it's pretty close. And yeah. Logan Prismanis is only one point behind Brian Burnt. Mm. So actually, between those four, could be very interesting there at the last one. Wow. Yeah, it would be. If one of those guys gets a TQ point, well then, you know, 
there you go. That's that makes it even tighter. I would like to see Brian Burnt win. Yeah, just just because. Now, obviously, I want to see Emerson get second. Yeah, or yeah, get second. Yeah, he, Emerson's actually been kind of kind of interesting. No, he's been into it. Yeah. yeah. So it's just those first two races, man. It, if he would have just had a better starting position, he could have he could have done a lot better. That's what got him this year. Anyways, uh, a little ways back, there's seven points between Logan and Justin. So I'm not saying Justin's out of the top five, but I mean, let's face it, Justin's probably out of the top five. Um, Fasty in seventh, TJ Williams eighth, Connor Herrick ninth, and Tyler Fleming is tenth, and Brian Cox is four points behind Tyler. There is only one point separating David, TJ, and Connor and Tyler each. So that could get mixed up again uh, on the last one. And there's... Right now, 19 people eligible for a new stadium truck. Nice. In expert stock, this one might be over, actually. So there's three. So Riley Filbert has 397 points, and the most that Brent Riley can get is 395. So Riley actually does have it locked up. Nice. Um, I think he's still going to go for that, that 404 in the finals. Um, Brent Riley's got a couple points over Bradley Peterson for second. Bradley's got one point over Ruben King for third. Um, then Ken Peterson is a few back. Then David Peevler, Emerson Sturgeon, cause he didn't show up. He's got two really low scores. So at least he's in the top 10, but he's pretty far back from those guys. Connor Herrick and Tyler Kanine and Ashley McCormick are in a tie. Basically Ashley's got 277. Connor and Tyler got 278 and that's for eighth, ninth and 10th. And then Easton is two points off of his dad. So, Hey, you know, a good finish by Easton could could really mix that up again and force his dad out. That could, that could be interesting. An independent buggy. Like I said, uh, Bender's got this one locked up. He's got 401 points. Uh, the highest TJ can get is 296. And it's not as close as I thought. Dalton Conrad is four points off of TJ for second, and Dalton's got third. Logan is only one point off of Dalton for a second, though. So that's, that's still going to be a tight one going into the finals. Um, they got a little bit of a gap over Jake Poteet. John Haas and Connor Hausch are tied for sixth and seventh. Keaton Ratty is in eighth. Andrew Thomas and Justin Stebe are tied right now in ninth and tenth, and they've got a seven-point lead over Dave. So the top ten in this one are kind of figured out now as we finally got through um, four races. So Daniel Bender, good job. You're going to get your face on the wall. Make sure you wear a nice shirt next time. Yeah. <laughs> Do your hair. You know, whatever you need to do. Um, there's 31 independent drivers right now eligible for a free car kit. So, um, in two wheel drive modified. Okay. The mod classes, this is going to be very interesting because technically if you do the math, it's not over. Mm-hmm. Vanderbeek right now is leading by two points over drew, but here's the deal. He's got 399 total points. Drew Rubin King, the highest he can get is, uh, is also 399. And then it would come down to a tie. If, if let's say, let's say they flip, like let's say, um, let's say Drew gets another TQ and a win and Alex finishes second, then they're tied. Well, then the throwout score is Drew's 95. So Alex has to be not careful, but he, he has to either win or get second, and if he doesn't beat Drew, he's got to finish right behind him if, if Drew gets a TQ and a win. If Drew doesn't TQ, yeah, Drew basically has to TQ and win to make things happen, and Alex has to finish lower than second is what it looks like. So technically, it's not over. 
which is crazy. That hasn't happened yeah. in a while, actually. Uh, Ethan and Mason Herrick are five points back, so so they're they've got their own battle for third. You are five points off of Mason in fifth. You're two points ahead of Aiden Olson. Aiden Olson probably won't be there at the last one because he's going back to school. Oh yeah. So um, the next one would be Riley Philbert, but he's two points off of Aiden. Um, Owen Vanderbeek right now in eighth. Brandon Carney uh, is back there in ninth, and Tom Smith is in tenth. Tommy is tied with Caden Bairding for tenth and eleventh place. So if, wow. Tommy, if Tommy wants a plaque, he's got to finish ahead of Caden to make it happen. Uh, 40 plus, um, I got 403. The highest Matt can get is 398. So that one's finished. Vanderbeek has one point over Tom Smith. And then they've got six points over Brent Riley. So Matt and Tommy are going to have their own little battle at the last one. Um, Brent's got two over Ken for fifth. Ken's got one point over Peevler for fifth. Then a little ways back is Brian Burnt, David Fast, and Brian Cox are tied right now for eighth and ninth. And John Berdian is tenth, uh, a few points back with two seventy-five. But he's got a few points over Josh McMullen. So um, there you go. Yeah. And then this one again. This is the exact same situation as Mod Two Wheel. Uh, Alex Vanderbeek is leading with if you do the throwout with three hundred one. He's got three hundred ninety-nine total points. Okay. Um. Ruben King, the most he can get is 399 again. So, uh, again, Drew, if he gets a TQ and a win and Alex gets second, then the throwout again goes to Alex. He's, he's been the higher finisher of the two. And, um, but if something weird happens, Drew could win both of these. <laughs> he's still, he's really? still got a shot. That'd be, that's, that's awesome. That would be, that'd be a sick beat too. Like if, you know, if something happened and, uh, and Drew was able to capture both, that would, oh my gosh. Uh, but you still got, he could get one out of two as well. That's, that's gonna be very entertaining actually. Uh, again, they got quite a few points over Aiden Olson in third. Aiden has completed four rounds. So he's got a total of 389 points. Uh, Mason Herrick is 290. Mason Herrick can, can f- actually finish ahead in a- of Aiden Olson uh, at the finals to get that top three. Owen Vanderbeek is one point off of Mason. Delaire is four points off of Owen. Caden is a couple points off Ethan. Brandon is a couple points off of Caden. Tom Smith is in ninth. And then... Mitchell Pavel is your 10th and final finisher. Dustin Hosick wasn't there this week, too. That's, I was trying to figure out all these people that weren't there. Yeah. Uh, Mini Truggy, this one's not over because of that weird finish for Logan. So he could have, all he had to do is finish one place higher and this would have been locked up. So he's got 300, uh. he's got 396 total points. Tyler Fleming has 295 right now. So the, the most that Tyler can get is 396. Yeah. So oh. technically, technically mini truggy is not over yet. John Haas is in third, only one point off of Tyler. And then Matt Robinson, he wasn't there this weekend either. Um, right now in fourth, Jake Poteet is one point off of him. Ronnie Wint in six, Bryson Pavel, Kurt Benson, Jake Conrad, and Chad Irwin right now, who also wasn't there this weekend. Um, uh, those guys are all your top 10 and every, there's a couple, a couple things that are one or two points apart, but that's, uh, that's going to be fun. It's gonna be really fun. Plex Beck, Grayson Stevie has 400 points. 
the most that Ariana Smith can get is 396. So Grace and Stevie, uh, congratulations. You are this year's Plex Spec champion. You go, you will be in a long line of hobby Plex Spec, Plex Spec champs. Yeah, there you go, buddy. Uh, who can we think of? Um, Caden Bairding. Logan Prismanis. That's true. Like 2006 or something like that. Uh, Emerson Sturgeon. Previous Plex Spec champ. Um, boy, I'm going to brain fart on a whole bunch of these now. Dylan Volker. Yeah. When we were outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Wiggs. Like yeah. From 15 or something like that, maybe. Um, what was that dude's name from Lincoln with the beard? His kid. <laughs> his kid. I'm pretty sure his kid won Plex. Uh, Nick Scorstad. He's a oh, are you thinking Tra- Travis Heiser? Heiser, yes. Uh, Heiser Jr. was a Plex Spec champ. Uh, Nick Scorstad. Um, man, uh, Jake, uh, uh, Jay Fairchild. Yeah. He won Plex Spec uh, one year. There's a lot of them. There is a lot of them. That's pretty awesome. You can only win it once. Yeah, you can only win it once. You're not allowed to raise any more uh, plex back anymore after you win. We kind of let that rule slide on Friday nights. Yeah. But, but uh, the, kind of the unspoken rule on Friday nights is if you're going to run plex back, you can't run your actual race car. You got to run some crappy, like Emerson runs a crappy slash in plex sometimes. Yeah, like it's held together with hopes and yeah, dreams. Yeah, well, like when his friends when his friends come from from school and and he wants to race with them, he'll race, but he'll race some crappy, you know, beat up plex bet car that we have in the past it's been like a armor granite or a traxxas slash that emerson's just completely annihilated yeah stuff like that so uh ariana smith um right now is second she's got one point over ryan nemec um then there's a pretty big gap alex eichler and emily bagley are tied for fourth and fifth so basically who finishes whoever finishes higher out of those two uh should get fourth the other one to get fifth maybe because bentley ratty also has 287 so he's only one point back from them. Isabella McMullen is in seventh. Uh, Lily Gaziski, Levi Voth are only one point apart back there for eighth and ninth. And then there's a little bit of, actually, there's a big gap back to Stella. Stella Marillo has three points over Carson, Catron, Catron. So Stella, Stella might be good for 10th. It's going to be interesting. Um, she's going to make another A main. I think she'll be okay. And there's yeah. 16 kids right now eligible for a free ready to run kid at the end of the year. Awesome. That is pretty awesome. That's it. The summer series is going to be done this year. And uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll go over our feelings on the whole thing after the finals are done. But uh, it's been pretty good. I think I think having that J Concepts race right in the middle of, this, of the year. I, I like that because it's kind of like we get ready for it with our summer series. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, and then we run it. And then we run the rest of our summer series. Yeah. You know, yeah. I the last time we when we held the Nats, the Roar Nats, we did, we did like a, um, a shortened summers. Like we ran the summer series all by June. Yeah. And looking back on that, I should never have done that. It should have just we should have just gave, gave the month of July or August to the Nats and then and then finished it in September. Yeah, because we had multiple rounds that year with, uh, in one in the same month. Yeah, that was so tough. I. Because it was like summer series, then associated race, then the next round of the summer series, then uh, week off, then run ads or something. Yeah, that was that was kind of tough. So, mm-hmm. I'm I'm I liked how we did it this year. So, no, I do too. Do we have a pivot thing? 
we'll do that real quick and then we'll take we'll take uh, comments if you got any and then we'll, we'll burn out of here we'll do it quick and now a word from our sponsors yeah this is a pivot lending update with david olson and don zoller get some this is David Olson with Pivot Lending Group. Today, we have Brian Tataviano, who is the CEO and owner of Pivot Lending Group. Brian, thanks for joining. For sure. Thanks for having me. Uh, today, we want to discuss uh, where the market's at, what's happened over the last 90 days, last uh, three months in the bond market, some technical stuff that you guys will hear today. It was a great time for Pivot to get back in, to record, to let everybody know what's happening, perhaps what might be around the corner. Brian started Pivot Lending 20, 21 years ago? 20 this year, October. October will be year 20. Lots happened in those times. The um, changes here in the bond market and in mortgage interest rates, I started to flash back over that, that period of time. Um, I've been doing this since 90. And I had a, a lock in 1990 or 1991. It was for a jumbo mortgage, which at the time was probably 300,000 bucks. <laughs> right, totally. In Schaumburg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, it was in Illinois, Glencoe. And uh, I, I talked to the, the person the night before and we discussed rates that were on the rate sheet that came over a fax machine. And the next day, I went to lock the rate in when um, mortgage rates had come out and it was a BLS employment report day, and I had no idea what that, any of that meant. Whatever it was, nine and three eighths yeah. as a 30 year fix shot up to 10 and an eighth, 10 and a quarter. Yeah. And I had no idea. I, I didn't understand. Like, you wish the grades yesterday, they were this level. And right. Can't change that quick. Shouldn't. They did. So I started to hone in on how rates moved and what, what impacted them. It's kind of a sad thing. Interest rates are based in large part, the movement of interest rates is based in large part on economic activity in a positive economy. You have higher incomes, you have more money being spent, and you have higher interest rates in order to keep inflationary pressures on a, on a lower level. When you have a weak economy, you have less disposable income, and as such, the Fed tries to stimulate the economy by lowering interest rates. And they don't actually engage with 30 or fixed rates directly. So this year um, has been very interesting. We started off in the low threes, high twos, low threes on 30 or fixed rate mortgages. And um, at its peak in mid-June, we crested 6%. So I started going back. I started out in the 90s. and. You know, the 80s is when uh, it was actually 81 to 82, I believe, that had the highest year-over-year increase as we're seeing today. And it's hard. You know, it's, it's hard as loan originators. It's hard as executive management. It's hard as consumers. You know, folks that called up looking at a refinance in January and decided to wait are now unable to do so. The biggest impact is with purchase transactions. Your average price has gone up 7 8 10% from the beginning of the year as far as the, the value of the home, depending upon where you're at geographically. And your mortgage payment has gone up. So your, your affordability level is now eradicated. You're paying so much more than you would have even six months ago, not only for the purchase price of the property, but for the mortgage interest rate. And those two worlds cannot exist for an extended period of time. Something has to give. CNBC had an article, June had the highest number of cancellations in real estate, residential real estate contracts since the beginning of the pandemic. Mm. Consumers just don't have the, they don't have the horsepower. Their 401k has dipped pretty dramatically in the first and second quarter. That takes confidence away from the consumer that they have you know, the nest egg. You've got the concept of a recession on the horizon. It's becoming more and more topical as far as the media is concerned. Well, that back to back, right? Uh, what is the report that came out? If they're consecutive readings. Yeah. So if GDP is it, consecutive, yeah. if it's negative, negative consecutively yeah. two quarters in a row, yeah, it's a like, technical recession. Yeah. By 1% or less or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, you're, we're on track for uh, first quarter GDP was negative 1.6. GDP now is created by the Atlanta Fed is showing a negative 1.2. So if that holds, we would be in a technical recession as it relates to the U.S. economy. It's sad because of the, the loss in the Ukraine, but that's kind of lost its media focus. Isn't that interesting? There's a war that's going on in Ukraine, right? And it's it's fifth, sixth, seventh headline, if, if at all, on any outlet. But I don't think the impact of 
that war was fully understood on how that was going to, you know, I was going to create or have the potential to create a recession. But you're mid fives for a tank of gas. I read an article that car manufacturers are now holding people accountable because they're using less octane in the cars. And they're saying, hey, you can't do this. You have to use the 91 or the 87 as a minimum. But there's such a spread between 85 here in Colorado, it's 85 to 91. And it's a huge spread. It's, it's 50 cents from 85 to 91. So, you know, the attraction of using the lower octane is, is an impact because now your warranty is potentially void. So consumers are struggling. And, um, you know, I think that the cash flow, what the disposable income, you're, you're seeing this in quarterly earnings from Target, from Walmart, where they're having to discount items in order to reduce the inventory. That's the beginning of a recession. You know, it's interesting coming in here. I was talking to my buddy, Tim, who's down in Kansas City. He owns a sawmill that's a high-end sawmill for woodworkers in Kansas City. Been around 10 years now. Oh, 100% disposable income industry, right? I mean, so people are not going to go out and buy that walnut, you know, if they're paying five, $6 gas. And he said that they are, I think it was like 45 or 60% less this year in revenue than where they were year over year in revenue. And it's a huge concern right now. And in you just kitchen table economics, you start thinking about how many businesses, and to your point, it's kind of the unintended consequences of the our economy, but also the external factors like Ukraine and some of the other things that are happening affecting disposable income industries. And there are a ton of them, right? Like, I mean, a lot of small business businesses rely on that extra disposable income. And uh, as these shops, you know, start to close up, I, I've heard more people losing jobs in the last month with layoffs and closing of, of stores than what's reporting out there. I mean, you look at the jobs numbers coming down and the payroll going up, it's confusing for me because what, what I'm hearing on the streets is different than what I'm seeing or reading, you know? But eventually I think that all of that stuff there's no denying on what's, what's happening you know, in, in that area. It's, it's not good. When inflation becomes a household topic, when supply chain is a common term that high school kids are aware of, there's something deeper in the analysis of what's taking place with uh, you know, the, the economic activity. Supply chains are a real thing, and you know, they were impacted dramatically by and continue to be by the, uh, the pandemic. And politics aside, reality is supply chains have been impacted, which had a transitory effect on increasing the prices because... The manufacturer was paying more for raw materials. The shippers were paying more for labor, you know, before fuel prices went up. So everything had an impact, but you know, oil, gas is, it touches everything. Every item in that room that you're in, that you're wearing is impacted by fuel. Yeah. Be it the cost of manufacturer, the ability to ship it to you. It, it, it's all impacted by oil. And uh, we actually cracked a hundred dollars. It's been a minute since there was any sustained. On the barrel of oil. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah. Both uh, Brent and ice. So yeah, that's, a, that's a big deal. Um, and it has to do with China. There's some, Increases in COVID cases in China, yeah. which they're expecting will impact demand across the uh, across the globe as far as, uh, but it'll also impact you know, supply chains. You know, China's still a very relevant part of where we get our, our goods from. I appreciate you taking some time out. Let me know if I can help. Give me a call, 402-881-5951. Uh, shoot me a text. Just make sure that you put your name on there and the best way to reach you, whether it's via text or email. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277589. Pivot Lending, NMLS 109995. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Hmm? Hmm? Oh, yeah? Do you have one? Can you go through some comments? Sure. Uh, Will, you got a cat? Everybody was all like, oh. No, that's good. Yeah. Jack Lee 09 says, What should I race? I'm only 12. Yeah, age is uh, age really doesn't have much of a meaning at the at for RC cars in general. There's a 12 year old with the Natsis here, 13 year old TQ'd uh, four wheel, right? No, yeah, or was it truck? Yeah, actually, no, I think it, I don't know. I, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, 
So just because you're 12 don't mean nothing. There's a lot of fast 12-year-olds. So uh, if you want to race RC cars, the great thing about our place is we got Plexpec to start out with. And from there, you can figure it out. All the guys can help you figure it out too. So just come, come to the track. If you're not from Omaha, then other places might call it novice or beginner or sportsman. Just kind of depends. Yeah. Where are we at? Andy Barrett says that your bike looks immaculate. Thank you. Uh, Anthony Santi is going to be bringing us another monitor for my, for my computer. I was talking about my extra computer. Oh, that's nice. Him. Yeah. Um, tell us about your cup. Will the cup you were drinking okay. from? Oh, this one, this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I just took it out of the cupboard. Okay. Know, it's one of my, it's one of my wife's. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have some, I used to have some, some silverware and some, some dishes that were leftovers from my mom's that, uh, that I always sort of like, I always try to use, there was like a certain fork that I always wanted to use. And then one day Gretchen decided we needed all new silverware. So all that stuff went away and now we got all new stuff. And now I just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's just a fork. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Dylan Hartshorn was on here. Hello, Dylan. Haven't seen you in a little while. Um, yeah. Steve RC says track was cool. I like the down layup to the triple. Now the down, the down part to the triple that a lot more people can do the triple now. Yeah, that's for sure. Cause you get to just a run at it. Mm-hmm. Lance says eight scale Fridays are the best. Yeah. We'll probably start seeing a lot more eight scales show up again. Once we get closer to the techno series and the track is more appropriate for it here in a little bit. Yeah. I'm not going to run any eight scale this year. I just don't, I don't feel like it. I don't think I'm going to either. It's just, I don't, I think the, electronics in eight in eight scales like regressed for some reason yeah I, I don't know am i wrong about that i just feel like there's more failures now than there ever has been and and i never really liked the feel of the speed controller i had yeah i don't know i i couldn't tell you i don't know like i this is like this is the longest i've gone without problems with the eight really? scale electronics so yeah maybe it's just me um brandon carney says yeah the traction reminded him of carpet he, he loves running slicks mm-hmm Steve RC says, once I can actually compete with you guys, he'll do 40 plus. There you go. Jake Conrad says, I'm too slow for 40 plus. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I could see that. It would be kind of intimidating with Mac and me and Ken and Tommy. And, and if you ever get some of the other guys back up here, you know, Tony Leatherman, um, Rico, um, Eric Larson, you know, when you get, all, when you get those guys here for a race. Yeah, I, I'm sure it could be kind of intimidating. To be honest with you, that's been the same group of guys that's been racing for now for almost 30 years, if you really think yeah, about it. Exactly. That might be why there's kind of a gap to the next crop. Like, all the, all of us got, had kids, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's going to be a little while before they get a certain age. So now there's... there's. It's almost like there wasn't there wasn't RC car racing there for a little while either. So maybe that's why there's a gap. There, there's, there's, a, there's an age gap because... There's all of us '90s guys, and then the 2000 guys sort of aren't the same group, and then now we're back to the 2010 guys. Yeah, you know, maybe that's why. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I'm like the the youngest old guy, so yeah, I might have been the oldest, other than Tommy. I think I was the oldest guy in the main at two wheel. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We're almost done here. Uh, John says I'm behind do it out. Oh, he's talking about me running mini truggy again. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about, it. I got to pay down my, uh, my PayPal account though. First I put something on eBay today and like right when I got here, it sold 
because I, I put it up last week before I came to the podcast. And oh no, wait, we had last week off. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Did we? No, we didn't. We had no, we didn't. Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, and it sold, and then and then immediately, like within minutes, the guy canceled it. I hate eBay so much. Yeah, like it's so stupid. I, that happens more and more. That that had happened more to me towards the end of last year, and then they had all these new tax rules, so I haven't been using eBay. And I here I go, I go and do eBay, and then sure enough, somebody cancels right away. Just want to uh, reach through the phone and like pull this guy's trachea out. Yeah, I uh, I I might sell my gas truck just because it's I'm not doing anything with it. Don't do that. Don't sell it. No, that thing's gonna be like historical piece. You think so? At some point, yeah. I thought about selling it with all the engines and like everything. Ten years from now, somebody's gonna be like, "Oh my god, you have the ignite car? That's crazy." Huh, you think they they only made like so many of these? I, I think that's gonna happen, hmm. especially if you have yeah, one maybe. in immaculate shape like your like yours. Brett Nelson was like, or not Brett Nelson? Jeez, I keep saying that. Brett Riley's like, you should come to the J Concepts race at Fastlane. And while I agree with that, and I would be looking at that, the problem for me is, is the timing of that race always sucks for me. But also, I'm spending a buttload of money to go to Hoosier that I didn't plan on going to, and now and I've committed. I'm paid up, so I'm, I got to go. And then I'm paying a lot of money to go to Arizona, and it's right smack dab in the middle of those races. I don't think I can afford to. I'm th- I'm thinking I'm thinking next year. I'm thinking like you know February or March or something like that. Yeah. Um, do they race tracks of slash on every family Friday off road? I, I would like to, there's, there's quite a few of us that do have them. So yes, if, if, if uh, I know they did this week, it was fun and I'm running races on Fridays from now on uh, for a while. So yeah, I'll probably have mine. That'd probably be the, right now. That'd be the only thing I run on Fridays until, until we switch over to carpet Then I might race, you know, four wheel drive or something. And then finally, Anthony Santi, how late do Friday nights run during the winter time? Dude, if if the turnouts do what they always do, um, they can run kind of late. However, uh, with me running the races, I always feel like we can still get out of there a reasonable time. I'm not saying Logan didn't do that. I'm just saying that, like, you know, I try to get us quickly. Uh, like, no breaks between run one. If we get, like, 60 entries, there's no reason to have a break between run one and two. Put it that mm-hmm. way. So we All still right. we still should be able to get out of there at a reasonable time. You know, if, if you have these low turnouts, sometimes you know people need time to charge. So you got to like, you know, if you get done before the hour is up, well, then you got to give them, you know, 20 minutes or so. But but if there's 60 people, you, you know, 50 or 60, you don't need to do that. And if there's more than that, you definitely don't need to do that. Okay, well, that's it. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the wrap up for the Summer Series Round 4 with us. I don't know. I might go watch some of the mains again from the Nats, see if I missed anything. Yeah, me I too. Got, I got some stuff I want to work on tonight, so. Well, thanks for being on the show one more time with me every week. Oh yeah. Except no for problem. First Monday of the month. And, uh, yeah, we're just regular club racing on Friday and Saturday. Uh, tiny Tuesday tomorrow. We've got the, uh, the, uh, free day slash swap meet in a couple of weeks. Got a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. I'm going to try to sell. So nice. I'll, I'll have a table. Okay. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, that'd be a good day to come up and just get some track time. It was pretty fun last time. Don't forget to uh, get a hold of pivotlending.com, pivotlending group. You can find them at, you can find them at pivotlending.com. And uh, make sure you mention our show to Don Zoller or Aiden Nelson's dad. $500 lender credit report, 125 off your interest rate. And uh, that's how we're able to come to you weekly. Add 
to the pot. We have six dollars and like twenty cents. So so next week let's uh let's start building that up for the finals between Will and I, whoever finishes higher. Yeah, and uh, put your predictions in. Yeah, put your prediction. Make it a prediction uh, a super chat. Is it, did anybody make predictions yet? No. No, Peter says foursome pot and then Hobbyplex pot for uh, Steve RC's super chat there. So we'll, we'll have to hype this up this week. Yeah, we'll have to make like one of those like posters or something. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> With both of us like, both of us like, <laughs> you know. Well, hopefully not. My, my MMA. Yeah, your MMA look. Yeah. Joe's IR is probably looking me do that. Like, what an idiot. Like, I know. What a stupid. Yeah. He's not even making fists correctly. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right. Hope. See you later. Bye. Thanks for watching, guys.